Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. Listen to this. Exodus chapter 23, verse 31. I will set your boundaries from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines and from the desert to the river. Um, for I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and you will drive them out before you. That's Exodus 23, verse 31. Um, uh, there's a map coming up on the, the screen, and um, um, I want you to see. I, I don't know how accurate this is. There's various maps on this, but this is one, one thought on where the promised land that the people, God's people were promised. This is one thought on what it was. And I want you to think about just how wealthy they could be in 2020, uh, 20, we're not there yet, are we? 2019, based on that map that was promised to them. Isn't that incredible? Like literally the promised land to God's people is the richest oil country in the world. Isn't that amazing? And so whatever it is, you know, you can move a few boundaries depending on the theologian and et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is that, that what we have when this promise is given in Exodus 23 in verse 31, we have a, a nation of people that have been slaves for 400 years. That's roughly 14 generations, give or take. And the only thing they've known is slavery. To, to promise them even freedom was a massive thought. Just to, just to be liberated from slavery. I mean, some of you don't even have 14 generations. Many of us looking at this room don't even have 14 generations going back in our nation. Now, I know some of you do, but many of us don't. 14 generations deep of only knowing slavery. When you get a promise about not only freedom, but about expansion, and that is going to, it, it, it was probably unfathomable to the human mind for someone who'd grown up in a slavery environment. And yet God gives them this promise in this, this little passage of Scripture. As I, I've written it here. You might say it's a bit of a, um, now to him who is able to do, far above all that we might ask, think or imagine, to him be glory in the church, both now and forever. Amen. It, it's kind of one of those kinds of promises, isn't it? This expansive promise around an expansive future that really superabundantly exceeds anything we might ask, think, or, or imagine. It's, it's reaching way beyond, really, their, this text here is reaching way beyond their wildest dreams. It's, it, it's like me saying, I don't know if you know the story about um, former Prime Minister Bob Hawke, but Bob Hawke's dad was a preacher and Bob Hawke's mum was a believer. And before he was born, she got this Bible verse in her heart um, from the book of Isaiah that says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulders. Well, you all know the story. Bob Hawke becomes the prime minister of our nation in the fullness of time. But his mum quoted that verse to him or those verses to him his whole childhood and in his early adulthood. He had every expectation, even though he didn't serve Jesus, that the promise to a boy in the, in the backwaters of Adelaide was that one day he would have the government rest upon his shoulders. And of course it did. That's like beyond our wildest dreams kind of promises of God. And so here in Exodus, we have this promise of God that goes way beyond as it talks about an expansive future. And so I want to talk to you this morning about that idea. Uh, expansive potential is actually what I want to talk to you about. 
expansive potential in, in your life by the grace of God. Expansive potential. Will everybody live an expansive life? Well, history says no. Has everybody got potential, God-given potential, and a God-appointed future? Absolutely, yes. Um, I think our church, as I've made it well known to you, has an expansive, it already is an expansive story, but now it has an even, we think, an even bigger expansive future. So, so whatever the story is, somehow our lives can be um, graced for or connected to an expansive future. What, whatever the case in our lives, I think we should give everything to exploring the possibility. I don't know about you. I want to give everything to exploring the possibility that God may have graced me. He may have graced you for, for an expansive future that reaches beyond the way it is and even what my mind can think. And so I want to talk with you for a few minutes about that today. Um, listen to it again. I will set your boundaries from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines, from the desert to the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land, and you will drive them out before you. I, I like these two little lines here. It says, I will deliver God. He says, I will deliver. I like that. And when I think about my own life, at least, and whatever I've had the opportunity to do or lead, I, I feel like that's been the story. God will deliver. It's amazing what finds you. Um, but then it says, and you will drive them out. It's an interesting relationship, isn't it? God says he will deliver, but then he says, and you will drive them out. And, and that's kind of, when we think about expansive potential, that's kind of the deal. That's kind of the, 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 the synergy, the relationship, is that on one side, God will do a certain thing, and on, on the other side, God asks us to do a certain thing. And as those two things come together, we, together, we set up with expansive potential, potential. And so this morning in this service, I want to speak about essentially about the process of that. And tonight, I'm going to speak about the principle that drives it. And if, you, if you're coming tonight um, with the PM crowd, uh, we've got a very different service for you. It's going to look very different to a normal Sunday. I think we've got different worship, but it, we, we're going beyond that. You, it'll be very good. You'll like it. Um, I, sound, I felt like I sounded like Donald Trump then. You know, when he says, you'll like it. Trust me on this one. And listen to this. Exodus, thinking about the process. Exodus 23, the process to an expansive future. Exodus 23, these are the verses immediately before the verse we just read. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. Tonight, I'll sort of touch on the idea at the bottom. It says, until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. He talks about increase that can handle increase. It's, a, it's an interesting thought, and we'll start there tonight. But this morning, I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous. Little by little, I want to capture the process between where we stand in an expansive future, the process is little by little. Do you love those words? Don't you love those words? Start a health kick. It's good news to know it's going to be little by little. Who's excited about that? Yeah, right, little by little. Um, after I got my neck fixed and, and I realised that I was in the gym and I could lift less weight than the 55 kilo girl just over there and... Um, it was very little by little. It was pretty embarrassing, actually, when you're the size that I am. And, but little by little. Life is little by little. Uh, here's this God who has delivered them from Egypt and has promised them an expansive future. And he's going to deliver. He's delivered on one. He's going to deliver on the other. 
but he says in the midst of his miraculous ability to get anything done, he says, but the process is going to be little by little as you can handle it. And I think that's interesting, isn't it? Little by little as, as you can handle it. And so um, thinking about that idea, and if, if we're going to have an expansive future, the little by little process, um, it won't be instant. Uh, it, it won't even be quickly. It, and it's not going to happen on my timeline. I would say this. I would say that God's never worked on the timeline I thought on one end in the little by little and then he miraculously fast forwards everything in a moment of time that I never saw coming. He does both. And don't you love that? And, and in the little by little, little by little, is, 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 is that God who miraculously delivered from Egypt and this unfathomable promise is going to work slowly as we can handle it. Um, he says this, if I give you expansion too early, the Bible says it in this passage, it will overwhelm you. Um, if I give you expansion too early, people will fall through the cracks in our context. If I, if I give you expansion too early, it, it could be too big for you to deal with. You know, if something is like um, in between, you know, my relationship and God now, let's say, rise and build, let's say money, if, if I was a businessman, and then if God gave me expansion, what might have got in between us now could become an idol then. If I can't handle it here and now, I definitely won't be able to handle it then. And he says, so little by little, I'm going to give to you as you can handle it. But mostly it was because they would be overwhelmed if God gave it to them too early. It's the heart of God who cares too much to let us crash and burn. Thank God for that. It's the heart of God that cares too much to let people just fall through the cracks. And, and it's the heart of God that uses the journey we're on to mold us more and more in, into the image of Jesus. Part of that process that he, that he wants to do is to mould us more and more into the image of his son, Jesus. And so little by little is there to work on our side and for our future and for our best. And, and so thinking uh, this next thought is that I love that God reveals to them that it will be a process for them. Isn't that good? Like God makes it perfectly clear. Fellas, guys, when I say guys, it's not gender specific. Guys, this is going to take a while. And it's not because I'm not able. It's because you're not ready. But don't worry. I'm not put off that you're not ready. I chose you. I gave you a dream knowing there was a gap between you and the readiness to inherit it. And, and God is speaking to them going, but I'm up for the process of little by little. You just need to be up for the process of little by little until it turns up in, in our lives. The process of little by little has an expansive future. So in Joshua chapter 1, we get more outlined about what little by little looks like. So here come some verses. Number one, um, it says, don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. So the promise has skipped a generation now who, you know, wasted it. And, and now it's in Joshua's hands and the generation that's come after him. And, and, and really the Bible is laying out by the inspiration of God, laying out more of um, what it's going to take for them to inherit the expansive promise is going to be delivered little by little. And it says, don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get where you're going. How powerful is this in the little by little process? Um, I've written it like this. Little by little with focus has an expansive future. Little by little focus has an expansive future. Just living with focus. How, how good are you at just staying on track, just 
on the same line. You know, I'm just continuing to go. On, on, um, I've been doing keto for about three weeks, and on, on um, Saturday, I just lost focus. It was a bad day. And once the day started bad, it continued, uh, Friday, it continued in the direction of worse. So, well, it's done now. I've broken ketosis, which I probably didn't get to anyway. And so I ate cake and chocolate and takeaway. But imagine I stayed there for more than a day. They, um, it, it, it just takes little by little in the same direction. Just, just focus on where God is carrying you, where God is leading you. Just staying with it. And, and people get bumped off to the side because they can't see it coming. But, but it is. Little by little with focus has an expansive future. What's God called you to? What's God revealed to you? What's Scripture revealed to us? But, but what's God called us to? And just the process of little by little. Um, you know, I, I probably shared it. Uh, enlarge the place, uh, not enlarge the place of your tent. There's a verse, Isaiah 58 verse 12. It says how you will rebuild and raise up, you know, uh, old ruins, raise up old foundations. Uh, speaking, you know, about the church and what God would do. God spoke to me to that, that to me when I was 21 years old. It was 14 years before I saw even a sign of it. 14 years of little by little. You know, 14 years of going, is this legit? Is this real? 14 years and then five more years of very little by little, no, nobody actually making a decision for Jesus and going on with it. Another five years on top of 14 years. And then finally, there was a breakthrough moment and then a whole bunch of people start to come to faith in, in Jesus and that starts to shift and all starts to change. And then, then God leads us through the next season. Then God leads us through the season we've just been in and little by little, somehow God caused things to find us. We just need to stay focused in the same direction. Really, the direction hasn't changed. The message hasn't shifted. We got better and worse at things through different seasons. There was a season there where we did pastorally a, an average job, and so we looked to fix it. Um, in fact, Luke said to me this week, sitting in our pastoral meeting, it's our first meeting of the week. And the reason it's our first meeting with the week with that whole team is that we want to make sure that people are the first thing we focus on. Before we do services, before we get organized, it's like pull everyone into the room and go over every place where we have a church and look at all the pastoral needs. And then that team looks at it and they distribute everything and they pray over it. We want that to be. But there was a time when that became uh, a bit of a problem for us and it's still not a perfected thing. But just little by little, focus by focus, we move forward into the expansive promise of God. That's true of our church. That's true of your life. Here's the next thought. It says, you are going to lead these people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. Here's a line I love. It's one of my favorite lines in all of writing. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. You are going to lead these people to inherit the land. He's talking about the expansive promise uh, and to give to their ancestors. Give it everything you have. Give it everything you have. Be heart and soul around that. Uh, don't you love that thought? I love that thought, heart and soul. Um, when, when Lockie was about seven, he started playing soccer. And then he transitioned to league. But he, he started playing soccer. And this day... It was essentially our church kids from Carinia versus the other kids from Carinia. And Lockie was in the other kids from Carinia team. The church kids from our church team, they were awesome. It just got distributed by name and they ended up with all those. And Lockie ends up in the other one and, and they were awesome. They won every week. And Lockie's team lost every single week. And so we're driving to the game and Lockie's seven or six or whatever he was. And I said, Lockie, it's important that you know today that you are going to lose. 
Now, you know me, that's not how I speak. But we had to face facts. He was going to lose and he was probably going to lose badly. I said, the opposition are going to beat you today, son. And it's all your mates. So I want you to be okay with this. I want you to be ready for it. And um, I said, but you know what they can't control? is that you get out there and you give it everything you've got. You, I said, one thing, Benels aren't always the most talented people in the room, but we're the bravest. And he believed me at that. And he got out there. And I remember that day, probably the proudest sporting moment of my young son's life. He just kicked that ball. There was one point where he kicked the ball like any under sevens game. There was very little skill involved. And he just kept kicking it and kicking it and kicking it until he worked his way through the whole team without any skill, just going in one direction. And eventually he got in front of the goal and kicked a goal. And then he chased everybody around and he, would, and he harassed everybody and his team lost by a big margin. But heart and soul, man, this, that's got a future. Heart and soul has a future. And, and the reason these guys could go in and the reason the previous generation didn't, one was heart and soul in and the other one was half-hearted kind of out. Little by little with focus, little by little with heart and soul, little by little with stick to That is a word. stick to one word. It's spelled S-T-I-C-K-T-O-I-T-V-N-E-S-S. And because I invented it, that is the correct spelling, whatever you think of it. Stick to Little by little with stick to has an expansive future. There's no expansive future in your life or mine, in this church or any, without faith, without grit, without fight, without, you know, they, they took on 31 kings, I think it was, in 31 territories. There's no expansive future without faith, without grit, without fight. You know, Bible, Ephesians talks about having done everything to stand, well, stand firm. Having done everything you possibly can to stand. Therefore, I think it says, stand firm. And so it does take fight and it does take grit. And, and, and here's the good news. God, it, it, it's grit and fight and faith that would fail without God's spirit helping. But the, the secret to the Christian life is that God gives people his spirit. That is the key. That is the difference. Jesus said, I'm, I can't hang around because if I hang around the Spirit, He can't come. But the Spirit in you, the Spirit with you, the Spirit with me, the Spirit in me, He makes a difference. Power to live out this, this life that He's called us to. And so there is power to live with fight. There is power to live with faith. There is power to live with grit and to see through every season. And then there's this. Our little by little comes to suddenlies. Our little by little comes to suddenly. See, for 45 years, Caleb, who was with Joshua, waited for the promise to come. One day, Moses is leading God's people in the wilderness. Moses passes away. There's the time of weeping. And the next moment we get is Joshua going through the Jordan River, standing on the other side. And now the promise is about to be initiated. It's about to start to come to pass. In the next few breaths, they're about to step into an expansive future that's been on hold for a generation and little by little for Joshua and Caleb. They, one moment, they're just moving along and then the next, they're suddenly in the place. They're on the other side of the Jordan where the promise can come to pass. And, and it's this suddenly that confirms that God was always in this. Because there's times when you're moving towards it and there are definitely question marks. It's not, uh, I heard the other day from Shane Willard, doubt is not the enemy of faith. Sight is. It's, it's okay to doubt. It's okay to be moving little, little 
little by little towards whatever, but the promise of God and expense. It's okay to be moving towards it little by little and have doubts creep into our minds. Uh, it, it's just that we don't walk by sight, we walk by, by faith. And, and as we do that, what happens is suddenly, suddenly things turn up. Suddenly for Joshua, suddenly for Caleb, they find themselves on the other side of the Jordan about to walk into the promise. When we we're, were in this building back in July and um, uh, we had a speaker... Um, Gosh, her name's gone from me. And um, anyway, her and I were walking out of the building after the Sunday night service. Her, her and her husband come out of a large church and uh, were pioneering a church or are pioneering a church. And um, she said, Darren, isn't it amazing how quickly God's done this? She said, this is incredible. And I kind of stood there because nothing seems, it all seems to happen little by little. And I went, yeah, I suppose you're right. 14 years, I, I suppose that is quick for what we're seeing. And, and we had this suddenly moment where it came into being. But, but what she didn't know that was 30 years earlier, people were praying for this building, which is a bit weird because I can't work out whether they were praying that the bowling alley would go broke <laughs> or that the bowling alley would move on. So let's believe that they were praying that the bowling alley would have such expansion because that's a weird kind of prayer. I've prayed for a few buildings over time and my kids will say to me, Dad, you can't pray that. What happens to them if your, your prayer comes to pass? So we have to pray that they'll have expansion. Um, but, but for 30 years, what seemed to happen pretty quickly, 30 years ago, people were praying. 30 years ago, people were sowing into other buildings that would ensure that we could buy this building. 30 years ago, I wasn't even a Christian. And they were believing and they were giving to something they couldn't see, but something they were believing for. Lee... And Vicky, who oversaw the building of the um, Jura Road facility, had the same promise in his heart, enlarge the place of your tent that I got in mind, didn't know the same story. And, but for all those years, little by little, people sowing into that financial future that meant this day could come at the speed it did. People in the building next door and before that, the building around the corner, praying for the day that this would be their future. 30 years of little by little in the same direction for God to turn up suddenly in a moment of time. Literally, best thing I ever did. Um, you know, who knows? I lose stuff. If you don't know, I lose things all the time. All the time. I've lost my children. <laughs> I've lost cars in car parks. I, you, Mick Dormer says there's a black hole when you get to heaven, Darren. It's full of checks and keys and all kinds of things. that they, um, um, I lose stuff. Well, one day I lost my phone and I realized where I'd left it. I went to, back to the couple's house and they asked me, I said, Darren, are you thinking about buying the bowling alley? And, and um, we said, well, we'd like to, but we're X amount short. And it was a massive number. And in a four-minute conversation, they went, well, we'll do such and such. It immediately shifted everything. Like everything. Someone else heard about that and said, oh, well, I can do this. And, and suddenly, suddenly, 30 years of sacrifice and effort found that suddenly moment, miraculous moment, which meant this could then happen. And then so we decide we're going to move in. We buy it. We're going to move into here. And last year, we we're doing our equivalent rise and build offering. And I could do the numbers in my head, even in God turning up miraculously. This is what he does. I'm like, we're short. Doesn't matter how you break this down, we are short. We don't get this done. We knew what every offering in years gone by was, and we knew that $350,000 was way out of that league. And yet, in a moment of silence, in a prayer moment, God whispers to our friend Mick Dormer, You'll cover the gap. 
Oh man, who wants to hear that prayer? Who wants to hear that whisper? You'll cover the gap. $350,000 gap, yeah, or whatever it was. You, you're going to cover the gap. And obviously he didn't have that sitting in his bank. He, he went and, you know, he and Dan Urquhart underwrite the loan and we're paying it down with Rise and Build offerings. And it's miraculous. I mean, there's no pressure on us as they pay for that. But suddenly we went from being three years away from going into a building to in a moment of time, in one minute moment in a church service where the Holy Spirit speaks to God and says, right. So I don't feel like we've been that brilliant or anything like that. I think that, that for 30 years, people sacrificed and dreamed and believed and they did little by little that must have felt like they were going around in circles for us to be the receivers of turning up one day and by our church sacrificing and a few people miraculously turning up in the process and then somebody hearing a voice from, you know, the voice of God saying, hey, you'll cover the gap. Suddenly, we've gone from what people believed for for 30 years to being here in the moment. It's miraculous. God turns up with suddenly in our little by little. And it's a confirmation that God is in it. It just is. You know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. We planned to move and start a church in Gunnedah. And we realized there was an ACC church there and we didn't want to kill it. So we waited. I said, God, well, if you bring it to us, we'll do it. We didn't do anything. And suddenly, they ring us and say, Darren, can we sit down? And so we sit down and... And uh, one of the pastors says to me, we wanted to do this three years ago, but we just thought you were just too cocky. (laughs) Complete misread on my humility, right? (laughs) Um, And you know, in Armidale, when the most recent pastors went in there, we, we we were contemplating starting in Armidale. I was praying it through. Brian and I were talking about it. Truth is, we weren't ready. Um... But we were praying, and then, and then they got new pastors and in the church there, and someone said to me, Darren, if you plan to go to Armidale, will you pause on it? I went, yep, no worries, we'll pause on it. And then what happens? Suddenly, suddenly, without any effort at all, we now get to influence the community in Armidale with the message of the gospel, to build his church, hopefully well into the future. Suddenly, when we move forward in our little by little. God brings to it His suddenly that confirms He's in it, but also defies anything we could have done in, uh, you know, think about all those things I've just mentioned. Can you imagine how long it would naturally take to get them done? And, and here's what I find. It's like, oh, to me, timing and little by little is just like money. You know, when you sacrifice and God says He's no man's debtor, that He will bless you. And th- there's a period of time where you can go, well, where is it, God? I mean, sometimes quick, but there are other times we go, where is it? You, you know, this is what your Bible says. And there's this gap. And, but what happens is suddenly at some point in the future, God delivers on His promise. And timing's the same thing. There's little by little. I mean, you just do the numbers on this building and that building and, and, and what's happening in Armadale and what's happening in God. And what's, well, Gunnar hasn't got a building. But, but you think about those things. We would, if we tried to do that humanly, we'd still be under a couple of million dollars worth of debt. But our little by little finds God's suddenly moment and all that shifts. And your life and your story, as we just continue to work the process of little by little in the direction God is taking us, it finds its suddenly moments into an expansive future, just like Joshua and Caleb, just like the children of God then, just like our church's story now, your your story can be too. I believe that in Jesus' name. Why don't you stand with me?
I get the tension around this kind of message, I do. Not, not everybody's life, my mum's life at a natural look did not look expensive. Sometimes you have to look beyond the now to see the expansive future. She has to look to what God's done through her children beyond that to, to see it. So I don't know what it looks like for you, but here's what I do believe. I believe that God can place a promise in our heart. I believe that God can do that miraculously, move us towards it little by little and turn up suddenly in the midst of it. So I'd love to pray for that end in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person here. Lord, I pray for the miraculous workings of you, our God, as it relates to their future. Expansive, we pray. Lord, I pray for everybody, Lord, who's given to Rise and Build and is going to. Lord, they have connected themselves to expansiveness and you have made promises around that. So we commit them to you. May it overflow into their lives. Lord, I pray this morning for promises into people's hearts, for faith that rises to meet it. And Lord, we thank you for the suddenly moments that are in people's future as we walk it out little by little. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.